0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Straight Guy Queer Eye. I'm your host, Paul Yan. Let's get into it. Episode 3 is the first runway where the queens get to wear an outfit that's their own. If you didn't know, some queens are super talented and literally design, sew, stitch, glue, and whatever else is involved in creating an outfit, all from scratch, all by themselves. Then there are queens who have concepts and they work their asses off with a designer and pay those designers a lot of money to make the outfits for them. And so many of these outfits are fucking amazing. I've had so many people reach out to me uh, when I started this podcast to say they've never watched RuPaul before. Aside from the drama, the raw talent, the comedy, the uh, campiness, the camaraderie, the life lessons... I live for the runway looks, and I can't tell you enough that just the runway looks alone is worth watching the show. Trust me. As always, we have an ethics statement that I want to make clear. Being straight gives me privileges that the queer community does not get. I am not an expert in queer culture. I do not know firsthand the trauma, the drama, and all the other homophobic bullshit that queer people deal with on a day-to-day basis. I'm also not a therapist, a psychiatrist, or a psychologist. As host of the Straight Guy Queer Eye podcast, I'm here to listen and to learn about the queer community and hope to pass on that knowledge to like-minded people who want to make some sort of difference in the queer community and their own community. On to the quick recap of episode three. Only seven queens are remaining, Akasha, Bibi Zahara, Angina, Chanel, Nina Flowers, Rebecca Glasscock, and Jade. This week, there is no official mini-challenge. Rue comes out and hints that through the ages, great women have inspired great drag queens. They're doing an impersonation. So to hint at the impersonation, we have a trivia. The first question is, which U.S. city is known as the Windy City? Chicago. Second question. In The Wizard of Oz, what is Dorothy's last name? Gail. Third question. Which Marx brother got their nickname from being a harpist? Harpo Marx. And what do these three answers have in common? Oprah! And I made a mistake. I didn't come up with these questions. I didn't make it clear. These were questions that RuPaul asked the queens in the workroom. So Oprah is what all those three questions or answers to those questions have in common. So the answer to question one, Chicago. If you didn't know, the Oprah Winfrey show broadcast out of Chicago for 25 years. Question number two, the answer was Gail. In case you didn't know, Gail King is known as Oprah's best friend. And question number three. Harpo is the name of Oprah's production company, which is also her name spelled backwards. I can tell you I've never watched a single episode of Oprah or any of her shows, and I know all of these answers. That's how iconic Oprah is. So even though there was no mini-challenge, you can technically say that the three trivia questions were a mini-challenge, but nobody won anything. The maxi challenge this week is that the queens have to channel their inner Oprah by creating their own Oprah-inspired look. They can choose one of the outfits that's provided, they can make something from scratch, or they can pull something from their own wardrobe or closet. All the queens chose to use outfits provided except for Rebecca Glasscock, who chose to make her own outfit, and Chanel, who chose to use something from her own wardrobe. The best Oprah outfits to me are BB, Angina and Akasha. It was very business professional. They chose wisely. My least favorite Oprah outfits were Chanel's outfit, who if Oprah were a Disney villain, then it could have worked. And then Jade, because she was dressed for the club and exposed like her midriff. So they chose poorly. RuPaul reveals later on that not only do the queens have to channel their inner Oprah and create their own Oprah-inspired look, but they would also have to retrace Oprah's career by, one, playing a news anchor and reading off a teleprompter. Um, The gag and the joke there is that they have the girls reading difficult words to say, such as nuclear proliferation and the name of the Iranian president at the time, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. I'm sure I also butchered it. And to me, the standout news anchors were Bibi Zahara and Angina. They just really carried themselves really well. They also had a hard time reading off the teleprompter, which all the queens did, and RuPaul was watching and just laughing her ass off because that's the joke, right? Um, and I didn't choose a weak link in the group because it's not really fair to pick anybody uh, being that being a news anchor and reading off a teleprompter is not easy. I've tried it. It's really hard. And then The second challenge was to present a product. I guess in Oprah's shows, she did a thing called Oprah's Favorite Things. And the gag or the joke there is that they're given these mundane products like a blow dryer and men's underwear. And they have to somehow present the product to people. The standouts were Angina, who just ran with it. She picked up the blow dryer and blew it on her armpits, her hair, her crotch, her face. And Nina Flowers, who did like a blowjob type kind of thing with it. And so she was really fun. And the third portion of the challenge was to interview two celebrities who were Tori Spelling and her husband, Dean McDermott. There's no gag here. They just wanted the queens to connect with the celebrities in the interview, so Tory Spelling, if you don't know, is from the original Beverly Hills 90210, who I watched growing up, and that tells you how old I am, and I had no idea who Dean McDermott is. So the standouts to me for the interview portion were Bibi Zahara and Angina, who were both very personable. Um, they gave a lot of give and take during their interview, which I can learn from because I hope to have interviews on Straight Guy Queer Eye in the future. While the weak links for the interview portion to me were Akasha, who during the interview challenge, when Tori and Dean walked into or onto the set, she didn't bother to stand up to greet the guests, and then she just got up and left after the interview. She didn't even bother to say bye. Uh, The judge Santino later on described her interview as fun to watch only because it was so painful. And my second weakest for the third challenge, the interview, was Chanel. She verbally trampled all over her guests during the interview. She didn't let them get a word in. And at one point, Tori Spelling points out that Chanel just asked six questions and didn't even let Tori speak or answer. And Jade is also on the list because she was just so nervous that she was stumbling all over herself, which I can empathize with. Doing an interview, doing this podcast is not easy. And you got to remember again that these queens are thrown into this and they have a day to prepare this for this particular challenge. And then they move on to the runway portion, which is their own drag creations is the category. Again, I want to emphasize how amazing the runway looks are and how hard it is to do. And for that alone, y'all should be watching. My personal top picks for the week were Bibi Zahara, who slayed that shit she came out in what looked to me like a black fitted tutu from the neck down shows how much I know about fashion and when she walked you could kind of see a glimpse of her leopard print leggings and that look alone was epic she had this huge wig on this it's it wasn't necessarily a fro but this curly hair it was just huge then She does a reveal and completely discards the black tutu, and underneath, she's wearing this super sexy, skin-tight leopard bodysuit wrapped with a black corset. It is hands down one of the sexiest and most well-put-together outfits of the season so far. And then Rebecca Glasscock came out with an elegant green and silver or white gown. Um, It was very simple, but goes a long way. And then Jade also looked great in a pastel blue maybe pastel purple, Uh, I can be colorblind sometimes, nightgown, bikini-type-looking thing. But the judges read her because her tuck wasn't tucked enough, so there was a bit of a bulge. And then my least favorite outfits for the week on the runway were Chanel's outfit, which looked amazing, but it was just too much like a costume. She came out with some gigantic boobs, too. Uh, The best way to describe it, as one of the judges calls out, is Medusa. She looked like Medusa. And just like her Oprah outfit from earlier, she looked like a villain in a movie franchise. And it just didn't go with this particular runway challenge. And for those of you who don't know, when it's time to perform, some of the queens wear a, it's called a breast form, I guess, which is basically like a breastplate of armor and has whatever size boobs they want to go along with their look. And I do have to mention that Akasha's runway outfit was beautiful. But unfortunately for her, she fell on her booty as she was walking the runway. And to her credit, as one of the judges, I think the guest judge points out that she recovers by spinning on her booty and then she gets up. But she struggles on the runway the rest of the way because her foot kept getting caught on the train. And then Rue later says that any good queen is going to know to test walk in the gown beforehand. These are kind of little cool things that you... When you see supermodels or drag queens walking, you think it's easy, but they practice this. It's their craft. And so RuPaul points that out and gives her a good tip for future reference. Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched the episode and don't want to know who wins and who goes home, this is where you should go and watch the episode. I'm telling you, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So many people have reached out and they are telling me that they love the podcast, they they enjoy the podcast, but they actually don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which is fine, because I didn't watch it until five years ago. But watch the show. It's so good, everybody. The guest judges for the week are top Hollywood media consultant Howard Bragman and actress, comedian, who was on eight seasons of Mad TV and, fittingly, an Oprah impersonator, Deborah Wilson Skelton. The queens who were safe or still in the race were Angina, Nina Flowers, Rebecca Glasscock, and Jade. The winner of the week, who was granted immunity for the following week, is Bibi Zahara. She was gorgeous. You have to see it to believe it. I can't. My description doesn't do it any justice. Watch the show. Which means the two bottom queens were Akasha, this is her third time at the bottom, and Chanel, who RuPaul says needs to stop trying to be perfect, to open up her heart, and to listen more they had to lip-sync to The Greatest Love of All by the one and only Whitney Houston. I think they both brought it, but at one point, Chanel's Medusa headpiece comes off mid-song, and just like when Akasha fell during her runway walk, Chanel recovers and locks in even more and just goes for it, which, ironically, is the vulnerability that RuPaul was looking for in Chanel, and it came just at the right moment. And so, Shantae, Chanel stays... And Akasha, who survived two previous lip sync battles, sashayed away. These are the things that stood out to me in episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race. Dean McDermott, who, again, I had no idea who he was, this good looking, tall guy, married to Tori Spelling. He was confident enough to come in during the interview portion, and he gave each queen a kiss. That to me says that you're a confident man. It didn't turn him gay. He's being a pleasant, Kind human being. And then, after when Tori and Dean come to visit the girls in the workroom, he even puts on heels and tries to strut in them. He's embracing something that is out of his typical lifestyle. And the benefits of that are one, he's solidifying his confidence. It's not something that's going to turn him gay, like I already said, if he wasn't already gay. That's just not how it works. And two, he can appreciate all the women and the queens who can rock it in heels. It's not easy. And he, (laughs) I mean, to his credit, he didn't trip or fall or anything, but he definitely couldn't strut. And in later seasons, man, you see girls dancing in it. Uh, In heels, you see them doing backflips, death drops, which I'll explain to you what those are later. And so it's just, it makes me happy to see a straight man who can confidently come in, embrace the queer community, embrace the drag queens, walk in heels, give them kisses, hugs, whatever, whatever it may be, and walk away. He's still a straight man to this day. And this was in 2009. So for all of you who are afraid of turning gay, hold your horses because that's not how it works. Another thing that stood out to me was that during her interview at the beginning of the episode, Akasha opens up and shares that she got kicked out of the house at 17 years old, mainly for being gay, and she had to depend on herself, and so she does what she sees fit. So I try to imagine what it'd be like if I were kicked out of the house at 17 for being who I am. That's such a vulnerable age. I had fights with my parents during that time too, as do a lot of teens. But the difference is that not only did Akasha have to deal with normal stuff that all teenagers go through, she also had to deal with being rejected by her family and society because of her sexuality or her sexual orientation. Her behavior or attitude on the show, right or wrong, we've got to take into consideration that what she's gone through has certainly played a role into who she's become. And the song that they chose for the lip sync, The Greatest Love of All, by Whitney Houston, which I didn't know was a cover and was originally sang by George Benson, is the perfect song that encapsulates what Akasha went through at 17. It's such a powerful song on so many different levels. What stood out to me most are the opening lyrics because of what's going on politically across the country. The lyrics read as follows, "'I believe the children are our future. "'Teach them well and let them lead the way. "'Show them all the beauty they possess inside.' Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. So instead of demonizing hate groups such as the KKK or neo-Nazis who are actually teaching hate and intolerance to children, these groups are demonizing the queer community and people of color. They're banning drag queen story hour and drag shows. They're calling the queer community pedophiles and they're just spewing hate speech. But it's often those who scream and yell the loudest that actually have something to hide. It's baffling. If you're not into drag queens or drag story hour, then don't go to drag shows. Don't take your children to drag queen story hour. But leave those alone who don't mind it, who love it, and who want to teach their children to love everybody. But in the face of it all, the song goes on to basically tell you that the greatest love of all comes from within yourself. But I want you to imagine how much easier it could be for people, for the queer community, if we love them for who they are. I can honestly say that I've never gotten emotional listening to a song the way I did to to this song before. And it's just really touching. And it's the timing of it is perfect. It came out in the 70s, 77, I think, when George uh, Benson sang it. And of course, when Whitney Houston covered it, it just blew up. But... If you haven't heard the song before or if you haven't listened to it in a long time, please do. It's a beautiful song and I want to leave you with a short and simple... Sorry, a quote from it. Find find your strength in love. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and spending it with me. I hope you tune in next Monday for episode 4. If you're enjoying Straight Guy Queer Eye... (laughs) Please get the word out and share it with everyone you know. You can follow Straight Guy Queer Eye on Instagram and Twitter at SGQEPodcast. You can send comments, suggestions, and feedback to SGQEPodcast at gmail.com. And remember, be human, be kind.